This week on the podcast, I'm sharing with you the three things that I do that make eating healthy and my relationship with food and working on my health so much easier. They take away the overwhelm, the sense of hardness and difficulty, and just make this whole journey so much lighter, easier, and more effortless. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezi Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. Welcome to this week's podcast, and I am sharing with you three things that will make your health and your eating and your relationship with food so much easier. Because one of the things that holds people back is the idea that thinking about improving their gut, their hormones, their skin, working on their specific diagnoses or health conditions just feels like another massive project or task on their to-do list and they're already like tapped out. So I'm sharing with you three things that I implement regularly that make working on my health and me becoming the healthiest version I can be so much easier. That's what I'm going to share with you. Some juicy stuff. I can guarantee that the last number two and number three will not be things you're expecting me to say to you at all. (laughs) So listen in and prepare to be surprised with some unexpected but incredibly powerful advice. Um, Otherwise, I hope you are doing well as we are listening to this. As this is going live to you, I will have announced a brand new one-to-one program that I am trialing out. I really just see the power every single week of one-to-one bespoke personalized support. But I also see the support and the energy and the accountability of of groups, of being in a small group of people, like-minded people with a similar goal. So I have created the Microbiome Project, which is a completely one-to-one program. So just like my usual work, you work one-on-one, bespoke consultation, lab tests, your whole protocol, holistic health assessment, just like I usually do plus some bonus group support of other people beginning at the same time as you with a similar focus. They'll still be, they'll be doing their own program, their own support. So it's not like everyone's doing the same thing, not at all. But from an accountability perspective, you'll all be on the journey together, supporting each other. And that's going to be part of the microbiome project. It's an eight week one-to-one consultation project and program that is really here to help you see massive shifts in your bloating, your IBS, your hormones, and really help you to shift your gut microbiome so that all the other stuff can change so that you can create more resiliency in your immune system, in your mental health, obviously within your gut and digestive system and within your hormones, but also with your energy and your body composition. So this is going to be a small group. It's going to be a maximum of four or five people. It is only over eight weeks, but that also means that it's at a lower price point than usually working with me. You get all the one-to-one stuff. There's optional lab testing, or you can also opt out of lab testing if you want to, to lower the cost even further because there's loads we can do with or without lab testing. So don't worry. Um, There's a six-month payment plan available. And this is going to be a really incredible time. If you're looking 
between now and the new year, if you know you want to see some big changes in your symptoms and you're fed up of being bloated and tired and having crazy hormones and you're just ready, this is an incredible project and program for you. I'd love for you to come. You can find out more at keziahall.com forward slash project or you can just book in at keziahall.com forward slash book and we can just chat it through. This is only available for a limited amount of time. So this is really for you if you're ready to like, you're just ready to feel better as of yesterday. Like you are ready to get go, like get going now. This isn't like, well, maybe in a couple of months. No, this is for you if you're like, oh my goodness, Kezia, this year or the last few years have just been an absolute shit show for my health. I am, yeah, I'm ready to do this. Then this is for you. We will take a break over Christmas. So it works out really well. You'll be supported right on the run up to Christmas. We'll work together on a one-to-one basis. So you'll have a really clear, realistic, enjoyable plan for over the Christmas holiday. So don't worry. Your goal for Christmas day is not going to be eating celery. (laughs) Uh, No, Christmas is about feasting. I'm all for that. And then we will restart start in January so that you'll get that support all through the new year so that as you enter 2023, you will just have a really clear plan. You will be feeling better. Your symptoms will have reduced. Your gut microbiome will have shifted and you will know exactly what to do to, to feel better now. And also you'll have a really clear plan of what to keep doing in the months that follow so that you keep seeing results. So I'm really, really excited about this. It's called the Microbiome Project. It's a one-to-one program with like a bonus of um, some group support, but it does mean we need to get started soon and together. And I would love for you to come. So if you're wanting to work with me and you want it at a slightly lower price point, a lower investment, um, because this is a shorter amount of time, I usually work with people over four months. So this is like condensing it because I'm aware that people maybe need, want to... spend less of less money and less of an investment but also see have that time frame shortened a little bit this is for you the microbiome project so book in your call with me or head at keziahall.com forward slash book or go to keziahall.com forward slash project and all the information will be there i'm recording this in advance so i don't know if there will be many spots available there are four maximum of five spaces for this so it's um, because I'm pretty full up with one-to-one stuff, but I am making some space for this because I'm excited. I think this could be a really incredible way for you to see a massive reduction in your symptoms, improve your gut microbiome and all the good stuff. So yay, I'm excited. I know that. I mean, I've worked myself up and I'm really excited now, guys. <laughs> I've worked myself up into a right frenzy. I'm like, come, come to the microbiome project. It's going to be so good. And it is. So I would love you to come. But otherwise, my brain has gone blank with all the other updates I want to give you. Oh, there's still spaces on the shift retreat also happening in March 2023. So that's another option, keziahall.com forward slash shift. And I hope you're enjoying the new mini episodes that I'm doing. Do let me know if you like them. I'm trialing them out for about eight weeks. If people don't listen to them or don't really like them or I don't get much feedback on them, then I will drop it. But I'm really hoping that they are encouraging you as you go along and helping you because I know that you can feel better than you do right now and that you being well and resilient and balanced and healthy is what the world needs. And so I want to help you do that. Okay, sending you lots of love and let's get on with the show. 
So one of the things that puts most people off changing the way that they eat or dealing with their IBS, sorting out their hormones, finally getting on top of their eczema or their other health symptoms and all of the stuff going on is that it just feels hard. (laughs) Just like you're probably already tired because of the health issues going on. And then it's like, this just feels hard. Like to, like eating biscuits feels easier. <laughs> Drinking lots of coffee feels like the easiest thing because it's essentially you're talking about change and your brain often will create a lot of drama when it comes to creating change because it wants to keep you safe and it wants to protect you. But in this podcast, I want to share with you the three things that make your health and your eating so much easier. Easier. And these are really, really important aspects that will shift you changing your diet and working on your IBS, for example, and really just taking steps towards improving all of the things that you want to improve it will move it from like that being just another, oh God, this is another thing I need to do. Kind of, I'm so burnt out already. I actually don't have capacity to do the very thing that I really, really want to do, which is a common thing for lots of people I speak to. It will move that into feeling so much easier and potentially even more effortless. Because as a holistic nutritionist myself, I have been really diving into this even more. The last kind of six months, I've been constantly asking myself the question of how can I make things easier? Even with the priorities and values and things that I know, how can I make this easier? How can it be easier? Because I've definitely found, especially when it comes to food, after having three tiny kids and that whole just making meals, not just for me and for my partner, but also for kids and they all have preferences and you want them to eat well and you want them to be also be supporting their gut microbiome as well. Because if you just let kids run wild, they'll literally just eat like sweets and bananas all day. And you know, it can be a lot. So I want to share with you the three things that make, when it comes to my own health, that make it easier, make it feel so much easier, that make my health, pursuing my own health, doing my own gut work, supporting my own hormones and my mental health and constantly supporting my nervous system, constantly tweaking my own diet as I keep learning and they're like, oh, right, let's, I've now learned this new thing. Okay, I'm implement it. That makes that so much easier. I want to share the three things so that you can go away and implement. And I really encourage you to not just listen to this podcast, but to go away and implement one thing. And it could be really small. It could be really big, but implement one thing from this. Okay, so what's the first thing that makes things easier for me and also for my clients? So these are things that I apply, but also this is stuff I talk with my clients as well. The first thing that makes it easier is getting support. So if you're really, really struggling, you know, you really know that your hormones are just a nightmare and really impacting your life, your work, your relationships. They're just all over the place. You could fill, you could replace the word hormones there for your gut or for your energy or for your skin, whatever the symptom is. If you know that it's really struggling yet, even though you know you really want that to change and from hearing this podcast and being here on this podcast you probably know that it it can change it can improve but you are yet unable to see anything change or implement anything or actually see any results it's probably because you need 
support. You need more support. Creating change can feel difficult. So you need help. Or said another way, when you're wanting to create change, you're shifting your priorities. So you have to put something that maybe was at the top of the priority list, move that down, or delegate that to someone else. When you're saying, I want to improve my hormones, I want to get rid of my IBS, you're saying, I want to, that's important to me and that's going to be a top priority. So you probably need to delegate some of the other things that are on that priority list to somebody else, aka getting support. So this could look like lots of different things. The obvious one would be like coming and working with somebody like me so that you're not thinking, planning, strategizing, holding yourself accountable, trying to resource the right supplements, the right time, trying to figure out what to eat, trying to like know if this is normal or not normal, trying to Google everything, strategize everything, research and suddenly become some hormonal or gut microbiome expert. It makes, this is why I do what I do and why my clients see incredible results. But this can also look like lots of different things as well. Maybe it is you need some more support around the house because, you know, you're like, have toilets that are minging, <laughs> that stress you out and you spend all your time cleaning so that you don't really have any time to sort out your food. It might be that you need to have a bit more support around your actual food. Maybe you start like a mindful chef recipe box because you just don't have time to like meal plan and shop. So automate that, get some support. Think of that as like a cheaper way of getting a personal chef in. Make that easier. Maybe you need to get some really simple support by just automating things. Your collagen powder, your nappies, your toilet roll, automating things, figuring out that you support doesn't have to be, you know, spending thousands and thousands of pounds. It can just be setting up systems as well. So what systems, what support can you have? It might be getting lab tests. I know lab tests feel so supportive to my clients and myself. Recently, I've ran a gut test, which I talked about on the podcast, and it just made so much sense for some of the, my own symptoms and the own things that I'm working through. But getting support because it's you you otherwise if you don't get support if you don't delegate something that you're already doing if you don't take something off your plate your health is just adding more shit to that plate to be honest it will stress you out you have to get support the main ways that you get support can be through like services you know, getting a cleaner, working with me, going and seeing a therapist, these kind of things. It can be through relationships. So talking to your housemates or your partner or those close to you about saying, hey, can you take on this? Can you delegate this? I have a spreadsheet that I often give to my clients to really help them break down the the household load, especially in families that most of most of the time women are bearing and really break that down so they can get their partner to actually take on more stuff to free them up to concentrate on their health and um, which is always going to be a benefit to your partner the healthier you get the more sex you're going to want to have with them so I mean most partners are going to be happy with that outcome <laughs> so you can always frame it like that so you can have services you can have relationships and the other thing is systems so maybe you just need to automate a bunch of stuff like a veg like ev- the things I have automate I have a lot of things automate I have veg and egg that arrives automatically every week along with some essential groceries like coconut milk and baked beans and 
non-toxic washing powder and uh, a bunch of other stuff. I have some other things like collagen powder and other things that would I would have on subscription stuff I use regularly. Like I, if I can, I will add a system that really helps just take that off my brain so I'm not thinking about it. But if you want to create change, you're saying that something is important to you, which means you either need to ditch or delegate something else in your life. And I and and this is what people don't get. They kind of are like, they don't almost, um, there's a bit of like a toddler mentality of like, I want everything right now, you know? Instead of like, okay, this choice have tra- this this has a trade off of it. If I'm really wanting to focus on my gut health and my nervous system, and let's say you're coming to work with me, then okay, I might need to have some conversations in my relationships to get a bit more support. I might, um, you know, looking at that in lots of different ways is really really key. Getting lab testing, childcare, like therapy, like really really key and it's something that I've definitely leaned into a lot more since having kids because it just became like literally really obvious like I can't chat with my clients and look after all three of my children at the same time safely and effectively like I need support there I can't um, have a tidy house and also make really good meals it's in and also have really good quality sleep and have regulated nervous system like I'm there needs to be some support there Okay, so that's number one. The next thing that will make your health and your eating so much easier is looking at your beliefs. This is a really key one because often we jump to practical action like, okay, I need to do this specific thing and this specific thing. But really, if you're struggling, if you're feeling overwhelmed or tired or just that your health and your relationship with food and eating and doing the things that you say you want to do just feels really, really hard. It's probably not a strategy issue necessarily. It's probably a belief issue. Like, who do you believe is going to do this for you? And what are your beliefs about yourself? Do you really believe that how you feel matters? Do you really believe that your body, your belly, your hormones, your brain, your skin is worth investing in? Do you really believe that you are worth it enough, even if it creates inconvenience for other people? Do What are the beliefs going on? What stops you from asking for more support? What stops you from signing up to work with me? What stops you from um, delegating food to your partner at the weekends? What stops you from getting more support with childcare? What stops you from creating some simple systems to make food easier, food prep easier or grocery shopping easier? What stops you? Do you think you should do it all? Do you think it's unfair to ask or inconvenience other people? Like, what are the beliefs going on there? Because you being well and being healthy and supporting and becoming the best version or the healthiest version of yourself within your own parameters, you being as healthy and well and resilient and strong and um, balanced as you can possibly be, as you uniquely can be, is a revolutionary act. It's a radical thing. It's it's redemption for all the hundreds of years where women have literally just been like tossed aside, raped, murdered, who cares? Like, who cares? Their body's mine and it's disposable. It's this radical, big revolutionary thing 
that you're doing by just you taking ownership and saying, my body matters, my experience of life matters, my hormones matter, my cycle matters. It's not shameful, it's it's necessary in the world. So what are the beliefs that make you feel like this is hard, that this is stressful, that this isn't needed, that this is inconvenient, that this is too much. And this does play into the support part because if you have beliefs that your job is to support everyone and make sure everyone's fine and never inconvenience everyone and please everyone all the time and be this certain way, and then you will struggle to get support. So what are some of the beliefs? Because as I've really leaned into the, the beliefs that my health and how I feel really matters, my body really matters, that me pursuing my, the the health that is available to me, which doesn't mean perfection, you know, it's as healthy as I uniquely can be, as I pursue that, I'm actually creating big changes, not just for me, but as an example to those around me, to my kids, to future generations, as I've really realized oh, this isn't just about what to eat for dinner. The bigger picture of this is like revolutionary. It's radical. It's big. It can feel really difficult. It can feel like there's a lot of resistance because it's new. It's new for women to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to spend money on my health. Yeah, I'm going to have ownership and autonomy over my body completely. Yes, I'm going to unashamedly pursue healthy, balanced hormones because, hey, my cycle and my periods is nothing to be ashamed of. It's a powerful, beautiful thing that should be healthy and should serve me. Like all of these things are new. So yes, there is going to, it's going to feel crunchy. But for me, when I really anchor into these beliefs, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so needed. And it makes some of the practical action steps so much easier because then I realize this isn't like a small thing this is actually a part of changing something for future generations and for my own girls and my own kids this is a part of doing something new this is a part of how this is how we change things is by each of us each you know imagine if most of the women you knew growing up were as healthy and well as they could be Imagine that. Imagine that being your example of no shame around your cycle, healthy cycles, resilient mental health, strong bodies, kindness towards your body, balanced relationships with food, good digestion. You know, that it's a, that would be incredible. So your beliefs really do drive this. If your beliefs are that you're not worth it, it will just make everything else more difficult. So really think, what are your the beliefs you have about your health and your eating and your relationship with food? What's going on there? Even just write out on a blank piece of paper, what beliefs do I have about my health? And just like start writing. Don't think about it. Don't overthink it. Just let it all come out onto paper. See what is going on there because if your beliefs, beliefs support action. So if you're not taking action or if action feels overwhelming and too hard, it'll be because there's some beliefs driving that, really simply put. So I really, when things feel hard, I really tune into, okay, what do I believe? Actually, I believe my health is really important. And it's not just about me, it's about other people. It's this, you know, this whole spiel (laughs) I just gave you. So that's the second thing. 
The third thing that I find really helps when things feel hard and that and that make it easier and that make my food choices easier and the my the way I spend my money easier and investing in things that feel scary makes that easier is that I think about my future self. Who am I becoming and who do I want to be? Who do I want to be when I'm 40? I'm 34 right now, I'm about to turn 35. Who do I want to be when I'm 40 in terms of my health? Who do I want to be when my when my kid my kids are 20 and 22? What health do I want to be in? When my if my kids choose to have kids and I'm a grandma, what kind of a grandma do I want to be? What health do I want to be in? Do do I want to be a statistic? One of the statistics where I get one of the four major killers of diabetes, heart disease, dementia, or cancer, a lot of which are we know as lifestyle and, pre- and preventative illnesses, not all the time, but often. Do I want to be a part of that statistic? And whilst I can't control my life and I can't do everything perfectly and be like, I'm never going to get cancer because no, I totally might do. But do who do I want to be and what am I doing about that now? How, what gifts am I giving my future self? What, do I want to have struggle in the future? Do I want to deal with the problem now? Or do I want to deal with the problems when in the future when it's probably going to be worse? Really thinking about who am I becoming? And I love thinking about myself as like a granny, really hoping at least one of my kids has kids in the future. And I just want to be that, that granny who's growing vegetables in the garden, that walks around with herbal tinctures and I give them around to people. It's like, oh, you need to be taking this. And I do yoga and I just don't care a lot about what people think of me. And I'm still working with people on their health and running retreats and I have energy to see my grandkids and to help them and to teach them some of these old practices and to cook with them and to travel and to do the work and support other people and see changes and do have the capacity to work towards social change and um, all of these kind of things. That's who I'm working on becoming. And I do that back now. You know, so often we don't work on our health until it's really bad. It, that's actually really illogical. It's so much easier to, for me to prevent dementia now than to try and deal with it once I've got a diagnosis. And there's a lot of dementia in my family. So I feel like, you know, there's a good statistical chance of that being my path. But I know actually prevention starts now. It started 10 years ago. So that's what I'm working towards. I want to, and it's not about pressure. This isn't about perfection. And this isn't a fear-based thing. I'm not like, oh my gosh, what if I, whatever. It's just about acknowledging who am I becoming and dreaming? Who do I want to be? What kind of granny do I want to be? What do I want to be like when I'm 50? How do I want to feel? Do I want to feel like disempowered? Like when I hit menopause, do I want to feel like totally clueless and... Um, ill-equipped to deal with that because I, I my my menopause in my family is often an awful experience so it's not to say I can control my experience of it but do I want to feel ill-equipped and disempowered no I want to feel empowered around my hormones I want to know them well I want to support them I want to eat have a good relationship with food and I want to show that to my kids and I want to do it for myself so really thinking I do this a lot well not a lot but I am a very future-oriented person But I often think about, ah, like so many of my food and health choices and investments that I make 
towards my health and my body are based on who I want to be, how I want to feel in the future. Because I know how I don't want to feel because I've been there and done that <laughs> in the past. So, and it's this isn't that you can necessarily guarantee the future. There's so much we can't control, but the things I can control are my own choices in my day-to-day life, my own habits, practices, beliefs. And so I find this makes it so much easier. It's not just about like, what do I have for dinner? And, oh, sugar, I need to deal with my relationship with sugar. Yeah, but it's really about who do I, like, what does that mean for my future? Like, what kind of business am I going to, because if I hadn't done anything about myself and my health 10 years ago, there's no way I'd be able to be running this, this work and this business that I do now. No way I'd be able to do over 200 podcasts and working with hundreds of clients and helping people. And my goal is to keep growing the impact and the mission and the revenue of this business so that I have way more resources to see the kind of social changes that I want to see. Like that, but that wouldn't have happened when I was chronically fatigued, in pain, and stuck on the toilet, crapping myself all the time. So I, it's really helpful to think of who, what could I do if I was well? What if I had a, if you had fifty percent more energy? What would be available to you? What might happen? What could happen? I find that makes the practical choices, the day to day stuff, sometimes way easier because you just like, it feels exciting. You're like, this isn't about sugar really at all. This is about who I'm becoming and then my future self and my family and what kind of, um, how I can provide financially for myself and my family. This is about the impact I want to have. This is about the beautiful things I can create. It's not really about sugar. Like sugar is just this practical action step that's helping me build towards this beautiful life, this impact, these things that I really want to do. And that honestly makes this whole thing so much easier. So I encourage you, of those three things I shared, pick one, just one, and really think about how can I take action on that? It might be that you want to write out a version of your future self. How do you want to feel when you're 50 or when you're a granny or when you're 75? Write that out, really feel into that. Maybe it's around getting support. What would that look like? What's something you could do this week to feel more supported? Is it a conversation with relation in a relationship? Is it about getting some systems in place? Or is it about getting support through services? And if that's the case, then go ahead and book your call with me. I would love to work with you if that's the right fit. You might be the right fit for the microbiome project, which is a new one-to-one um, kind of program that I'm trialing out, which I think is going to be really awesome, FYI, and at a lower price point than my usual programs. So make sure you go to keziahall.com forward slash book if you want to find out more about that or head over to Instagram and DM me, but take some action. This doesn't need to be super draining or like your health is not meant to burn you out. It's meant to give you energy and life and joy. So I hope these things have been helpful and I will speak to you next week. Make sure you leave a review on iTunes if you haven't done so already. That would mean so much and mean this podcast gets to be in front of even more people's ears. And if you want to join me in the shift retreat and create that shift 
in your hormones and in your belly and in your energy and in your relationship with food in your body, the shift that you've been craving for a long time but unable to do on your own, come and join us in the shift retreat. There's six month payment plans available and I would love to be with you in person. It's in North Berwick, so based in Scotland, March 2023, and I would love to see you there. Head to keziahall.com forward slash shift. keziahall.com forward slash shift.